You're listening to the Vineyard Community Church Podcast with Pastor Rick Francis. For more information, visit vccmountcomfort.org. I've always been amazed with the prayer of Jesus. We've been on prayer for several weeks now. And uh, one of the prayers, the high priestly prayer, as I learned it in John 17, has always been a, a prayer that's always captured my heart. Regardless of where I'm at in my walk with the Lord, there's always new insights. There's always something in there that I didn't see before. And so I just invite you to open your Bibles to John chapter 17. After Jesus said this, he looked toward heaven and prayed. What did Jesus just say? Well, you got to go up to chapter 16 at the end if you want to see. After he said this, he said, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Pretty important. And it's on the basis and that backdrop that then Jesus goes into prayer and he prays, Father, the time has come. Glorify your son that your son may glorify you. For you granted him authority over all people that he might give eternal life to those you have given him. Now this is eternal life that they may know you, the one and only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I have brought you glory on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. I have revealed you to those whom you gave me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me, and they have obeyed your word. Now they know that everything you have given me comes from you. For I gave them the words you gave me, and they accepted them. They knew with certainty that I came from you, and they believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I'm not praying for the world, but for those you have given me, for they are yours. All I have is yours, and all you have is mine, and glory has come to me through them. Glory has come to me through them. That's a wonderful thought. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We ask that you give us ears to hear what the Spirit, what you're saying to the church today. As individual believers, we say, Holy Spirit, speak in ways that will go down inside our hearts and cause us to be more and more transformed to the glory of our Lord and Savior. For we ask it in his name. Dying old bite. Hmm. That this passage just through here, you know, the, the beginning of it is, is just amazing as you see how intimately Jesus addresses the Father. And you'll find that one of the themes that goes throughout the prayer is the, the theme of glory, to be glorified, bring glory. They have brought glory. Uh, glory is, is really, really important here. And I know you've heard me say it a million times, but it's glory. I love glory. I'm a glory hog. But I've changed the emphasis of my glory hog. In my athletic prowess days, I wanted all the glory and the accolades coming to me for my wonderful feats of athleticism. Uh, 
And now I'm a glory hog because I can't get enough of his presence. The glory of his presence. Everywhere you see glory, whether it's in the Old Testament with Shekinah, where the glory fills the tabernacle and they can't stand. The glory again comes and fills the temple and they can't even enter in because there's a, there's a weightiness to the very presence of God's glory. Or whether we get into the New Testament doxa and as we, as we see the glory of the Lord, it's a, it's a glory that's supposed to radiate from within. It's a glory that we see in him and, and as we behold it, we reflect it. But more than reflecting it, it's almost as though we absorb it and we release it. So you can think of it as a mirror. I like to think of it more as a sponge to where we absorb the glory. And then as we get in life situations, it gets wrung out and the glory gets released. Everywhere where glory is mentioned, it it, it has to do with the splendor of God, the wonder, the majesty, uh, just almost the inability to humanly articulate his presence is so magnificent. We, we say glory, it's his glory. But it always has to do with presence. Always has to do with his presence. Where his glory is, there he is. And that's why we are to be carriers of his glory because we have his presence. He lives in us and we live in him. So as I was looking at this whole glory, the very first thing that Jesus cries out is glorify your son, that your son may glorify you. Jesus is a glory hog because he wants his father glorified. It's not because he wants the attention. It's almost like in in the Godhead, it's almost the Chippendale chipmunks. No, 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 you. No, 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 you. No, 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 you. You know, where they're, they're constantly deferring to the other. They're not calling for attention for themselves. They want the attention and the glory to go to the other. And within that community of the Godhead, there is this cry of glorify me so that I can glorify you. And so there's that, that relationship of father and son and a mutual glorifying. And that's what Jesus wants. He, he wants the father to glorify him because he's finished the work that he's been sent to do. And there's something when, when, when the job has been accomplished and it is finished at the cross with the death and the resurrection of Jesus. There is that attaining that we find out here that Jesus is wanting the very glory that he had with the Father before they made the, the earth before they made the world. Mm. So there's that longing that's going on inside of them. He says, I have brought you glory on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. Now, glorify. Glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. That sounds like a good good thing. So as I look at this prayer, I look at some of the things and the verbs, the, the things that Jesus has done. When I look at Jesus, he says, I have brought you glory on earth by completing the work that you gave me to do. When we finish what God has called us to do, we are bringing glory to the Father. We are bringing glory to the Son. Jesus says, I have revealed you, wow, to those that you gave me out of the world. 
There's always revelation involved in completing the work of God. We need to bring a full release of the revelation that Jesus has given to us, to the others, so that God can be glorified on the earth. We want to see his glory fill the whole earth, which means we need to start releasing more revelation as he gives it to us. We have to be quick to release the good word of the Lord that is given to us, the revelation that he shows to us. Sometimes that's through speaking. Sometimes that's through action. Sometimes the Lord reveals something to you. And when, you, when you're in, in the marketplace and you're just going about life and all of a sudden you see some and you get an insight, oftentimes you know that that's really beyond just your normal operating mode. And you, and, and you need to step out in that and engage and release the revelation of the Lord, whatever that is, whether it's an act of kindness, an act of service, whether it's a word of encouragement, a word of appreciation, a compliment, we need to release huh, all the things that the, the Holy Spirit gives us to release. All right. <clears throat> the next one, he says, I gave them the words that you gave me. Yeah, it kind of goes right along with the revelation, doesn't it? But now we're getting specifically the words, that, the words of life that were given to Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the logos. He is the word the living word. He came, <laughs> became flesh and dwelt among us. And so the word, the words that we receive from God, we need to be giving and releasing. Jesus was faithful. The words that the father had given him, he gave to his disciples. He gave to his disciples. What a rock. Hmm. Sometimes when, when, when you look at, at Jesus He's coming and he's given a representation of the Father to the earth, but he's also investing in preparation specifically to the disciples. And there's a real, a real keen sense that everything that Jesus did that, that the general public saw was, was included in the revelation of the Father. But the investment that he gave to those who were choosing to be taught and to learn of him the disciples, to them he gave and prepared them how to release the words of, of the Father, how to release the truth. And the last thing that we see in, in just the 10 verses is that he prays for, for the disciples. All right. I pray for them. I pray for them. Now we find later in his prayer that it's not just the 12 that he's praying for, but that he's praying also for us. Those, we're those who are going to believe as a result of what the disciples have, have proclaimed, what they have done in releasing the ministry of Jesus into the earth. And so we have, we have this incredible awareness that Jesus is praying for us. He's praying specific things, and you can read the rest of the prayer and get into that because he, he wants us protected. He wants us safe. He's praying for us. And as we've looked at this in this prayer series, we, we've looked at what it's like to know that Jesus is praying for us. And, and we find in Romans 8 that the Holy Spirit is praying for us. And so we have these two that are praying for us before the Heavenly Father. And it just kind of caught our interest, I wonder what they're saying about you.
Now, if you got up there yesterday and you went into the throne room and you heard them, they'd have probably been talking about grandma. <laughs> 90 years old. Wow. And one of the things as I, as I was praying this morning, I, I was just sensing everyone that, how many are 70 or older? Can I see a show of hands? 70 or older, right there. You see those folks? Let's pray for them right now. Because I, 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 I have a sense that you're just getting started. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Father, we pray for a grace upon those who have lived a life with you. And we stand against anything that says uh, they're coming to the finish line. We say, Father, we want to see everyone finish well. We want to finish well. But we want to see them go in, in such a blaze of glory. Yeah. Father, that there would be a sense that the intimacies that they've known of you, they would discover new and greater intimacies with you. That the revelation that they've had and they've carried for years and years and years Lord, that you would reveal yourself in even more wonderful ways, that they would see the fullness of your face, that they would see the, the tenderness of your heart and the great compassions, your mercies that are new every day. We pray, Father, that there would be a great release upon them. I pray for those that you are calling into a special uh, assignment of intercession. I pray, Father, that they would not think that they're in any way restricted because of lack of mobility or lack of physical health. I pray, Father, that there would be a release upon them to pray and to intercede globally and to see the very purposes of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords released in the earth. I pray, Father, that you would lay countries on their heart. Uh, Father, that you would lay regions upon their heart, that you would lay individuals upon their heart. And Father, that they would find the joy of effectively serving you all the days of their life. And so we bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I think you did. I feel like that I do have to give the Lord credit for the most awesome day of my life almost yesterday. Uh-huh. It was just unbelievable. The whole day. And, well, really, the whole week was special. But, you know, what, what come to me was, in the crowd that was there, the Lord was in the center. Amen. 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 And he that was. is what just put the icing on everything and made it so tough. <laughs> and I, it would be wonderful to be 90 again. <laughs> so I give him all the praise of what he's done for me, what he's going to do for me. Yes. Amen. And I want to serve him more and more and have a closer walk. Yeah. Amen. 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 Mm -hmm. We love you, Ada, Margaret. Yes, we do. That's good. I think she's just getting started. I think she's just getting started. Yeah. Put it on us, Granny. Yeah. If you, if you need a special blessing today, make sure you go to the birthday girl and get prayed for. <laughs> I think that we just saw an example of Psalm 92 talking about the godly. It says, even in old age, they will still produce fruit. They will remain vital and green. They will declare the Lord is just. He is my rock 
There's nothing but goodness in him. And I think we just saw her declaring it. Amen. Amen. Psalm 92. Amen. Thank you, RB. Mm-hmm. So that's what Jesus is doing while he's praying. And as he's asking God to glorify him, he's giving the reasons, what, what has happened, what he's done. And we see those and they're just amazing. But then look what the disciples. I, I would have loved to just seen their expression as, as they overhear Jesus praying this prayer. And they're thinking, oh, we've done that. Oh, we're doing that. Oh, cool. Here's what he says to the disciples. They have obeyed your word. How important is obedience? Man, it's, it's so important. If you want to know the fullness of his presence, do what he says, what he's asking of you. And I've got all sorts of stories of obedience and I won't bore you with those. But you know yourself in your own life that when you humble yourself and you do what the Lord has told you to do, whether you have to humble yourself and go to someone and ask for forgiveness or whether he's told you to, uh, to do something and you're going to obey and you go and you step out and do it, even if it doesn't have the results that you were hoping that it would have, as you're obedient, as you are faithful in the little things, you start to become uh, available to get the true, true riches of the kingdom. And that's why we're going to continue to pray for everyone who's got cancer and believe that God's going to heal them. Why? We're going to just keep praying and keep praying and being obedient and being faithful until we, get the, the, until we contend for the breakthrough and start seeing it as natural as praying for Mike's cold and seeing him getting better. We want to see that kind of consistency in our lives. So we want to obey the word. Then it says to the disciples that they know everything that you've given me comes from you. The disciples understood finally that everything that Jesus had came from the Father. And it took them a while to get that. It took them a while before they understood that everything that Jesus had and was releasing in the earth, he was releasing because the Father had given it to him. Jesus said that I only speak the things that I hear the Father speaking and I only do the things I see the Father doing. And so they, they start to realize and they, they realize, so they're moving in obedience and they're starting to realize the source comes from heaven. The source comes from God, the Father. In verse eight, they continue. <laughs> they accept the words that the Father has given to the Son. All the words that the Father has given to the Son and the Son has spoken to them, they've accepted them. And we, we see, as, as we read the gospel, sometimes that wasn't easy. That wasn't easy at all. And sometimes it met with uh, partial obedience uh, that brought in a, a need for Jesus to intervene. But as they heard Jesus speak, they realized they were hearing the words of the Father. The words that the Father gave Jesus, and they accepted them. Wouldn't you like that to be said about us? The words that Jesus has spoken to us, they came from the Father and we accepted them. We accepted them. Mm, that'd be good. They knew with certainty that I came from you. That seems to be something that, that Jesus is really, really emphasizing in his prayer. It's important for everyone to know that Jesus just didn't appear on his own, that he came because he was sent by the Father and that he was the sent one. 
He was the one that the Father released from heaven to come to earth with a special, special assignment of revealing him and destroying the works of the evil one. Wow. So they knew with a certainty that Jesus came from the Father and they believed that the Father had sent him. Wow. So when I look at these verbs, I'm saying, well, they obeyed, they know, they accept, they knew, they believed. Wow. And the result of that, Jesus says, glory has come to me through them. Glory has come to me through them. The New Living Translation puts it this way in John 17, 10. All of them, since they are mine, belong to you. He's talking to the Father. All of them, they're mine. They belong to you, Father. And you have given them back to me, so they are my glory. Oh. Lord have mercy. You are the glory of Jesus. You are my glory, Jesus says. Wow. Glory comes to Jesus. He asks the Father to glorify him so that he can glorify the Father. So glory to Jesus, glory to the Father. And then through all that Jesus has revealed of the Father to us, the things that he spoke, the things that he did, all the things brings a a result of us obeying, knowing, knowing with certainty, believing, and bringing glory to Jesus and to the Father. When glory comes to Jesus, it goes to the Father. When it comes to the Father, it goes to Jesus. And when we obey, accept, know, and believe, it's manifested in how and when we love and care for others. How and when we love and care for others gives occasion for us to be the glory of Jesus. How and when we serve and minister to others is the moments that Jesus is glorified by us. Wow. Anybody want to give Jesus some glory? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your love. We thank you for <laughs> your obedience. And because you obeyed the Father, we can obey you. We receive a grace to obey. We receive a grace to accept. We receive a a grace to believe and we receive a grace to know you more fully than we've ever known you. And we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would release in the earth, in and through us, the glorified Lord. May he be honored today. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for continuing to make known everything that Jesus said and taught. Thank you for teaching us how to pray and showing us what to pray and praying in and through us, even when we don't know what and how. We thank you for the gift of your presence and all the manifestations of your gifts. Let them be here for your glory. 
Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To receive more audio content from The Vineyard, click the subscribe button in iTunes.